0: All righty, ready to go?
1: <laughs> yes, babe. yes.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, this week, uh, as a way of uh, very belatedly uh, marking the 18th anniversary of Ultima Online, uh, which actually happened back in September, um, spam, 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 humbug is pleased to welcome uh, a few different members of the Ultima Lo- Ultima Online. Gosh, I can talk development team. Uh, so, you know, the group from Broadsword Online Games. Uh, they're the ones who kind of, they they took over development of Ultima Online uh, shortly before Mythic was, was closed. And as I gather, the team at Broadsword, at least initially, um, you know, we can talk about if you've added people, but uh, at least initially, it was basically composed of you know, more or less everybody who had worked on UO at Mythic why don't we do a round of introductions i'll just quickly uh i'm ken also known as uh Stanley fury dragon or wtf dragon as as it uh but i've been doing that since before wtf was an online thing um i run the ultima codex it's kind of the the main hub of the ultima fandom online um and we try and cover ultima online as well so who are we joined by today Stick. Uh, oh, uh, I'm I'm
2: one of the artists on the Broadsword team. Will uh, started here a year ago, year and some change. Yeah, it was part of the uh, Mythic team, uh, and was brought over after uh, Mythic's shutting. What are you called in game? Friend, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am the uh, mysterious uh, Potato
1: Foot, as, as apparently yes. I am. People he's, are asking, who am I? He's our newest and member of the team, so everybody's wondering who Potato Foot is, and that's our artist. The amazing Potato Foot. Yes. Uh,
2: I am Michael Armstrong. Uh, I go by the Analog MISC. Um, I work in QA, and I have been working on UO for... About eight years.
3: Wow, almost
1: nine. Almost,
3: almost nine. nine. <clears throat> um, Stephen Brown, software engineer. My handle is Bleak. I've also been working on you for almost nine years now. So. I started before Steve. I just like to point that out. A couple months.
1: <laughs> months. In there. I am um, Bonnie Armstrong. I'm also known as Masana, and I've been working on UO for 16 years. And I'm the producer.
0: (laughs) So okay, so would you would you you would have started at Origin then?
1: Yes, in tech when it was in Texas. Cool.
0: It's really cool that you've stuck with it that long, actually.
1: I'm. Kind of an oddity because I don't think too many people in the gaming industry stay on one stay employed for sixteen years on the same company. I mean, well, it's not thing as a career in gaming. I mean, it's like a career in winning the lottery. <laughs> you usually move around a lot, and I haven't had to. <laughs> That's all. Well, I mean, you moved, you know, physically, but you stayed with the same company, right? I like moved California from... to Virginia, so yes.
2: Well, all right. Uh, My name is Greg Havlish, I am the designer on UO, also known as Chironix, and I've been working on UO, Uh, I started as an event moderator in late 2008-2009, and I joined the team at Mythic in the beginning of 2012, and I came over when we all moved to Brunswick. And I've been playing UO since uh, 99, Uh, so long time vet.
1: 97 here, yeah. August of 97. Well,
2: Bonnie likes to point that out because she doesn't like to share her memories, but that's okay.
1: This is Ooh. true. <laughs> <laughs> this is so true.
3: <laughs> oh boy!
1: As you see, we're one big happy family. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> you can cut that part out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um. When I kind of threw together the show notes for this, and, and I believe Bonnie, uh, you've seen these, um, I, I kind of put it into because Ultima Online's had such uh, such a lengthy history. I mean, you know, it's rightly called the grandfather of MMORPGs. It's uh, longest running, longest continuously running example of one. Um, anyone who cites Meridian fifty nine, of course, has to deal with the fact that that game was offline for a while. Um, but um, so I kind of framed it, I, I kind of framed how I wanted the discussion to go in three parts. And honestly, if we only do like the first part, that's great. Um, but, you know, looking at it in terms of past, present and and future, because, you know, obviously we, I, I, I hope we all hope that Ultima Online has, you know, uh, quite a few years ahead of it still. Yes,
1: we plan on it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you
0: did just, you know, Publish 91, uh, which granted is a, is a bug here, is kind of, you know, a, um, it, it's some new content and also like a lot of fixes for Publish 91, Time of Legends. Uh, that just went global today, as I recall.
1: Yeah, 91 is basically our holiday publish.
0: Yeah, I saw that too. Where they uh, the players get the one token, and then there's a there's a recipe and some items and things like that that they can exchange that for. Yes, and in November
1: they'll be able to get their Christmas tokens. Uh, I mean December, sorry. Holiday tokens. <laughs> Holiday tokens. Can't say Christmas. And that rewards.
0: And, and that rewards. rewards. It's our Starbucks cup pack. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, controversy. Alrighty. Um, well, so you know, and the next thing too, is we've got the group, you know, the, the group has a range of, um, or sort of, you know, some of you have been with Bonnie's obviously been with the project uh, for nearly as long as it's been online. Some of you've been with it for several years. Some of you've been with it more recently. So, um, I, I thought it might be interesting, you know, uh, first to just kind of start off with, uh, happy or funny or angry, if that's what it is, memories, you know, uh, um, just, you know, cause the game has had so much history and you've all had so much interaction with it throughout its history, you know, are there any really like standout moments from, from any points in time that, you know, you, you can really recall.
1: I don't think it's a matter of, but we can recall them. It's whether we can say them or not. <laughs> well, There's I a mean, big difference there.
2: <laughs> okay. So for me personally, um, it would be the 15th anniversary Uh, event that we did where we made Lord Blackthorn, the King of Britannia. Um, For me, that was one of the reasons I was brought onto the team to help with that content in-game. But what was really special about that was we mixed the in-game component with a real-world component where we actually had Starlong down to Mythic and we actually crowned him uh, in live action. And it was a lot of fun and it was great to have all the players there and so many people who were so passionate about the game as we were. And to be able to share that experience was really amazing. And he gave me an excuse to wear a Jester costume,
0: which was also a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing some of the pictures being tweeted uh, for that Skalski, Jeff Skalski as Dupre, as I recall. Oh, that. yeah, yeah.
2: Jeff was Dupre, that's right. Yeah, did a fantastic job shepherding in our new... uh well,
1: first time he's had hair in a while. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Nice, nice. Um, I think some of the best that I've had is I've worked with some really creative, brilliant people in my time. But when we were putting in, um, this is actually a development thing. Whenever we were putting in New Haven, there was one tile in the Mage Tower that every time you stepped on it, a chicken would squawk. <laughs> there was no chickens around. Nobody could figure it out. We went through so many meetings trying to figure out why that tile was squawking like a chicken. And it actually took us a month to figure it out. But we finally did before we published. That was pretty one of the funny times, you know, that I've seen. And then in 2002. Um, Wait,
2: what was the chicken? Why was it? Spoiled? Yeah, why Why Nobody was the chicken? I
1: buried it so deep and just did an a MP on it. <laughs> Somebody was uh, being mean and never owned up to it. <laughs> So, yeah, Um, the producer at the time didn't particularly care for that. I think it was probably a
2: prank just gone way too far. Way
1: too far, and then he couldn't own up Somebody it. them
2: their way into trouble, and they couldn't get out. Yeah.
1: And then in 2002, I think we had our first um, get-together with the players that was done in Austin, Texas. Um, That was probably the most impressive thing that I've seen in a long time, to be honest with you. I hope before – maybe by the 20th we can do something similar to that with the players and have a big get together and party.
0: Nice. Yeah. I mean, it would be, well, you'd hope that the 20th anniversary would be like a huge celebration. Cause.
1: Oh yeah. We're going to take up donations right now. <laughs> to, uh, make it a big one.
0: Start a, uh, start a Patreon page.
1: <laughs> yeah. We can do a whole weekend get together, run out a bunch of places and have some talks and, videos and everything else
0: I know a certain former Grandmaster Fisher who uh who might care to attend that
1: (laughs) (laughs) well I'll make sure that you know if you talk just right you'll get an invitation
0: (laughs) (laughs) cool um anybody else
2: I blame Steven for this, but for a while, whenever I would log into our internal test server, uh, I would log in surrounded by bananas. I was never able to figure out why, but I'm just going to throw Steven under the bus for that one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that I definitely did not. Remember. I think that was all you.
0: Bananas, nice.
1: I uh, do want to make one correction, though, to your opening statement. Um, This team is the team that was at Mythic and has been on UO for many years. Um, The only person that we have lost is um, Mike Moore, which was Vex um, or Phoenix. It used to be Vex. Um, But other than him, we haven't lost anybody or added anybody. Oh, okay.
2: Wait a second. Well, he never will,
1: you know. And yeah. He's just yeah. an artist. Oh yeah, we lost <laughs> at that too. Just he's a purple turtle. Um, I think the players know her by that name. We lost her. You mean Mrs. Troublemaker. Yeah, Mrs. Troublemaker.
2: Troublemaker.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh. yeah, now no. I got to put the explicit title. <laughs> <in my head>. <laughs> 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 I'm thinking of the other girl. Yeah. Um So we've lost two people, and whenever. UO came to Brunswick. We weren't allowed to employ uh, full time overseas, and she was in England. Ah, and that's the only reason we lost her. Yeah, unfortunately. Makes sense. Yeah, for this team to be as small as as it is, I think that they have done a wonderful job on Time of Legends, or we have, and um, that's just an example of you know, different things that we're
0: going to do in the future. Yeah. And actually that's not a bad segue to, uh, sort of the, the next section, which I'm calling the present. Um, because yeah, I mean the time of legends, like that came out of almost, well, I mean, t- to me it came out of, uh, of nowhere because of course, um, I mean, I try and follow the UO type new or the UO news, but, um, you know, obviously like I'm not, uh, in-game or on the, the forums, Stratix, or, or wherever else. Um, so I don't know if it was, like, teased well enough at, uh, beforehand. But, I mean, certainly, like, it. it to, to me, it kind of came out of the blue. But it was really awesome to see because, you know, there's been this trend. Um, I mean, it would kind of seem anyways that UO is undergoing a bit of a renaissance anyways at the moment. Um, the pace of work done, being done on it, especially after the transition to Broadsword uh, and the amount of new content being added – Uh, really seems to have gotten, you know, like there's, it just seems there's more of it, you know, more updates, more stuff being added. Um, And now, of course, this new content Um, reintroducing the Valley of Aedon as a setting within Ultima Online. And that's nice to see, right? Because, you know, I mean, it's nice to see some of that classic Ultima stuff making its way into UO, which is really the last visible presence of the Ultima series, at least for the moment. Um, so actually, on that note, what, uh, what really kind of drove the decision to include that particular piece of Ultima history in the game? You know, why was Savage Empire the, uh, the go-to?
2: That's a really good question. Well, um, (laughs) it starts off like you were alluding to before about when we moved to Broadsword, we wanted to make it clear to all of our dedicated players that we were just as dedicated to the future of UO as they were. And our big way of doing that was putting out a massive content batch and expansion. And what we eventually did was frame it within the context of Valley via Don, as you mentioned from, Savage Empires, and also Shadow Guard, which was part of... Um, Ultimate 2. Yeah, Ultimate 2. So how did we get there? So it all started kind of way back in 2010, I think it was, when um, myself and some other people came down to Mythic for uh, some training, and as a lovely party gift, Bonnie got us these really cool storyboards. And on one of the storyboards was um a page from i think it was the book of one of the early uh pamphlets that was in i want to say the first uh, trilogy of ultima one two and three and it had a bestiary in there and one of the creatures was a dragon turtle and uh, i unfortunately did not get that storyboard one of the other people we were with but i was really super jealous about it and ever since we found that we were like oh man how cool would it be to put a dragon turtle in the game especially considering they hadn't Been seen in Ultima since Ultima One. (laughs) So so fast forward to uh 20, probably like mid to late fall of 2012, we were in the midst of one of our many moves um, at Mythic. We tended to move our desks a lot around there. Um and we were moving (laughs) from one spot to another, and we found an old Savage Empires uh box, you know, with the game inside. And I think for a little while it ended up on Bonnie's desk. And then uh, Bonnie has a really unique way of moving where she essentially uh, pawns off stuff that she doesn't <laughs> want on other people to make it move it for her. So somehow this Savage Empire box migrated its way into... Uh, oh, into- okay.
0: okay. Let's, sorry, I just uh, was getting the audio fuzzing again there. Another piece you for you note. Know. <clears throat> We're good now, I think.
2: So, so the Savage Empires box made its way into, uh, I think, onto Steven's desk for a little while. And then when we moved to uh, when we moved to Sword, it made the trip there. So this Savage Empires box had all these great pamphlets and stuff. And when we were talking about doing an expansion, we knew that there were certain features that we wanted to include. One of them was a dragon turtle. We wanted to take a lot of the core features from the current game that people really enjoyed and we wanted to expand on them. But we still needed this kind of like fictional framework in which to put it all and lo and behold there was this savage empires box with all these really cool uh pamphlets inside little um uh, what do they call the old school sci-fi magazines
0: yeah um, they really did it like a pulpy yeah
2: yeah, yeah like the pulpy yeah. book. so we're like going through it and we're like, oh this is great and it just kind of evolved organically out of out of all of that as inspiration and we were kind of trying to think of names we're like oh how about you know we were gonna call it like the third age and we're like oh no that's not that's not that's not cool enough and then somehow I don't remember how we came up with time of legends but it just kind of happened just and, and we're hatched. like <laughs> yeah and, and plus dinosaurs are awesome and you know who we had this great content from Savage Empires we could draw from and uh Shadow Guard from the time of legends itself and, and Ultimate too. So it all kind of just swirled together and, and that's where it came from. And we also, not to as a huge part of it, we have a really great event moderating team that helped us write a lot of the fiction. Um, yeah, and helps. He, he's probably one of the most knowledgeable uh, people we had as far as Ultima war as a whole, outside of just UO. And and Ian uh, e. Malachi, who was really helpful in getting us to a place where we could kind of form that narrative within the context of what had happened in Britannia. So. It all kind of fell together nicely.
0: We did a nice big live event, and uh, it led to the expansion. Yeah, nice uh, Malachi. I know. I read. Uh, I read most of the stuff that he puts up on the UL uh, website. He's it's good. It's, he's a. He's, yeah, a, he's a, really a writer. Yes, he is. Cool. Well, you know, I mean, like that's, <laughs> and, and it's great that you know the you know, that <laughs> the original game, and in particular, like you know, the box contents, which were really something that set. Ultima apart in its day um you know contributed so much to uh to, to bringing this into Ultima Online was really cool um I don't, I don't suppose that uh, at some point in the future we might see other continents like uh, Serpentile added into the game
1: <laughs> you never know
0: That's uh, that's another personal favorite. And, you know, you could work that one in because one of the things they (laughs) did with Serpentile, you know, speaking of Dragon Turtles, one of the things they did with Serpentile is, of course, they brought back, well, they brought back like giant turtles, which were kind of meant, I mean, I think you use them as like a boat in one sequence of the game. They're meant as a homage to the Dragon Turtles of Ultima 1. So it's a thing. Um, I for us, I mean, it's
2: really important. And I think that's kind of been the, the case with at least it was the case with uh, Abyss, the last major expansion. You know, it's important for us to draw from, from the history of Ultima as a whole, whenever we're thinking about what to put into UO, because, you know, it's how can you not look at that amount of, of material and, you know, not include it in, as you said, the, the currently, the only viable Ultima product out there, you know, it's, it's almost like we have an obligation to such a story history. And uh, it all works really well,
0: so we're absolutely happy to do it. Awesome. Um, the only other thing I wanted to to touch on, if if you can speak to this, uh, before we kind of look a little bit more toward the future, um, Ultima Online was, as I recall, greenlit theme some time ago. Um, are we any closer to seeing the game on Valve's ye old storefront?
1: Um, right now, it's in EA's hands and out of ours. We've done <laughs> our part, and now we're waiting on EA.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, hopefully something comes of that. I know EA and Valve aren't necessarily on the friendliest of terms lately, but...
1: This is... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not going deep into that.
0: No, 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 no. No, no that was... Uh, yeah. Rhetorical. rhetorical. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, talking about the future of the game, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, as was said, we all want Ultima Online to keep on going for, for many more years. We want to hit, you know, I, I want to see it hit 20. You want to see it hit 20 and, and beyond. I would say um, hit 30. 30. 30 would be really awesome. But, of course, I don't know. I mean, my thinking on that, and I mean, I am an outsider, so maybe my thinking is in error. And if so, please correct me. But you know, to, to my mind, uh, there the, it seems that there's two parts to that. One is obviously you know keeping the current player base uh, very engaged and and in the game and you know um, you know feeling fulfilled with their uh, you know playing of the game and, and their investment in the game. Um, but also it means you know bringing in new players. Um, so I guess uh, one question is you know. Have you been seeing new players uh, coming to the game uh, in, you know, the last couple of years since the broadsword transition, especially?
1: Um, actually, yes, we have. Whether they're returning players, old vet players, or brand-new players. Um, as everybody knows, UO is not a really simple game to jump into. It takes some transition time, you know, to, to learn the game. Um, but, yes, we're trying – our mentality is changed from the original team's before, there was enough people on the team that they could put something in and use it once and never use it again. Well, we don't do that. Whenever we put something in, we make sure that it stays in the game and stays useful. So our time is dedicated to things that players are going to be engaged in and want to do over and over. You know, So that's the uh, difference in the mentality of this team than the old teams, You know, is how and what we put in for the length of period that you know, that players can play
0: it to get things. Yeah. And I mean, I've seen like some of the, uh, there've been some other changes that have kind of followed along with that as well. I mean, especially with things like UO.com, right. Which under broadsword stewardship has really evolved um a lot, you know, like you, you've re-added a wiki component to it. Um, we rebuilt the
1: whole page. <laughs>
0: yeah. My UO has, has come back, right. So you right. Know, there's like those searchability features in there um is that something that you're you know is that kind of like are we on a trajectory there like is there going to be additional um features and improvements made you know like are is it going to become more of you know a community portal or are we going to see like uh player tutorials or things like that kind of uh being added to and expanded upon on the site rather than you know say um having to go through um like the stratix forums or, or facebook as as sort of uh community portals
1: Um, no, we have the, of course, the player wiki where we have players coming in and doing stuff. The tutorials are not bad for different things. You know, I wouldn't mind putting in something like that. Um, we are, everything that we do is to show our players that we're here to stay, that we're here for improvements. Um, we're under a different umbrella, so to speak, um, one that nurtures the game, um, so everything that we do is to show players that we're dedicated to improve it, not just sit here and, you know, stagnate. Definitely. Uh,
0: you know and you mentioned improvements. I recall that um there was uh some discussion a couple of years ago about, you know, like overhauling the artwork. Um is there, is there any work being done in, in that respect? Because, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, UO does have a very classic look and feel. But, you know, certain and I mean, certainly, you know, you wouldn't want it to, like, deviate away from that. You know, no one's... Well, I mean, there probably are people who are calling for it to just, like, you know, be made 3D. Um, and I know that, you know, some people have experimented with that, you um, Unofficially, over <laughs> the course of its development history, but you know, in terms of like, um, I, there was a high resolution art update that was touted. Um, right. Things, you know, is there anything happening on that artistic front? You know, to to enhance the game, and you know, again, to you know, serve as you know a means
1: of drawing in uh, new people. Um, it was reevaluated. There's tens of thousands of tiles of art that would have to be totally redone. Um, If you sit there and count up how long it would actually take to do this, you're looking at almost 10 years to redo our art. Um, I would honestly rather put in the time that is going to be seen now, not 10 years from now. So to totally revamp the art, we're probably not doing that.
0: Okay, fair enough. And are, I mean, we, you know,
1: are we putting in more detailed, better art? Yes, but to go back from the very beginning and redo all that, it's probably not going to happen. To be honest with you,
0: yeah, I mean that's fair because, well, I mean again, like <laughs> I, I've poked around the art for things like you know Ultima Six. I mean, there's lots of fan developed tools to you know crack into the data files and get a sense for just yeah how much goes into building these these games and i mean origins tile-based engines are nothing if not wonderful for the amount of versatility and detail that they do allow but yeah yeah, at the same time it's you know it is it's thousands
1: of pieces of art so that does make sense because yeah Yeah. that's entirely too much to redraw if you've watched our art lately for the last several years i mean with will and with jim You've probably seen an improvement of the the types of art that we're getting in game because they're really both very talented. Definitely,
0: yeah, and I mean, so it's kind of more like you know the stuff that's there already is is there and it'll probably stay there. But then as you add new content, like that's where we'll see the improvements then. Right. Okay. Um, what about on the on the technical side? Um, I, I know one of the most confusing things to me approaching the game as you know someone who um, you know really is an outsider is i mean i get totally confused like between classic and enhanced clients um you know i i understand that you know uh the classic is preferred by a certain body of players and then the enhanced client has had two or three um because i think it started as what like the kingdom reborn client and oh no yeah. uh, this totally different. client and um, <laughs> So like I, I, I just I don't know I, I get confused and I mean especially in light of things like you know the the possibility maybe one day of seeing it on Steam like is there talk about you know any sort of streamlining there maybe moving to a unified client or
3: um, so uh, to that question um, the classic client is here to say um, I mean that is what a majority of people, Think of when they think of Altima online, so um, that's here to stay. In terms of the enhanced client, um, like you were saying, it it has it has transformed over the years. Um, I I think for the better. Um, we are continue trying to continue to I guess uh, put our modern twist on onto Altima. Um, by just updating some of the features and some of the quality of life features that we think will help, um, I guess, users who want more. Uh, But I mean, you can look to um, us getting involved more with the community and trying to get some of those high demand uh, features that um, I think that uh, by us doing that, it kind of uh, shows that we're we're putting more support into uh, trying to get away from those other third party uh, applications like uh, UO assist, right? Because if you're using the classic client, you want those features, Um, but in the enhanced client, you, you get that. So um, I think we're, we're going to continue to make improvements to the enhanced client. Um, And again, it's, If you want, if if you enjoy playing with the classic client now, we will continue to support that. Um, But we are also going to be making the majority of improvements to the enhanced client.
0: Okay, Um, I I noticed that actually. Like even for the last, um, yeah, year, year and a bit now. You know, whenever there were uh, publishes or publish updates, that you know, you look over the notes and it's like, well, there's all this improvement happening on the enhanced client. And then I'm like, Are, there's not even notes for the classic client. Um,
1: but you know, I mean, okay. So that. Uh, there is I'm, a reason for that though. Okay. The reason is we we built the enhanced client, not the classic. So we have to go by the original standards in the blueprint of the classic client, but we're able to do more with the enhanced client. Therefore we update it more and try to make it faster and, and do all the improvements that we can that we're not able to do with the classic. It's not that we don't want to, we're just not able to do it.
0: Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, because okay. that's Okay. Um right. Well, that at least uh yeah, that kind of helps straighten it out a little bit in my mind because I mean, it's <laughs> Um now, what was the other Oh, that's right. Um, this was one that I had forgotten to write down, but I remember too that um, there was a lot of UI work being done uh, a while back, right? Because I think you guys were... Pinko's UI? Pinko,
1: yeah. Yeah, we actually had Pinko working with us to uh, create a new UI. It's not his UI. It's one that he worked with us because Pinko's UI, his original UI was very popular with the players and a lot of them used it. So we had said that whenever we're going to make improvements or add something to the game, we're going to go to our players first because they know the game, you know? Um, so that's what we did. So we reached out to Pinko and he worked with um, the whole team to um, put in that UI, the new UI for you, for um, the EC client.
0: Okay. So that's, um, that that's how that played out. That's right. Okay. Right. All right. So, Kind of coming back then to, you know, this whole uh, idea of, you know, bringing in new players. Um, what what would you say right now is your main focus in terms of, you know, bringing, on, like, onboarding new people for UO?
1: Trying to make it easier. Trying to make it, you know, for example, for Time of Legends, we gave it away for free for the first three months. Right. You know, Um. I don't think that's ever been done before, to be honest with you, uh, with any expansion that U.S. put out. But this was like our present to, to everybody, you know, even though we worked really hard on it. But we wanted to give it to everybody as a gift, um, which showed them that, you know, we wanted you to come back, which encouraged people to bring in new people and uh, start new accounts and stuff. All we can do is the best work we can do at this time. And hopefully, word of mouth will say, Yes, UO is still alive. Yes, they're still working hard on it. You know, there's some great content. There's things that are really cool. You should come look at it. All
3: right. And I mean, we have also done a return to Britannia campaign since we've uh, been here at Broadsword. So, I mean.
1: Yeah, we do that every
0: couple years. Yeah, that's right. Because, um, I, yeah, I remember those because they were. God, how long? How long has it been for that? Because I mean, that was um, last, we just, year we, last
1: year we did one.
0: Yeah. yeah, last year you did one, and then uh, was it two years before then that?
1: Two or three years, yeah. yeah.
0: A big okay. part of it too
2: for us is that you know a majority of the people that are going to come and play UO that hadn't in a while are returning players, right? Uh, one estimate was that at some point you know well over a million people have been touched by UO, so. You know, that's a tremendously large audience for us to draw from. And it's like you mentioned earlier, you know, there is a big resurgence in in vintage gaming. You know, vintage graphics are really taking off. You look at Steam with games like Terraria, you know, they're hugely popular that don't have these cutting edge engines underneath them. And what really is the backbone of those is that the gameplay is just fun. And I think that's what UO offers in a unique perspective that a lot of modern MMOs don't is that, you know, Like you said, we are the granddaddy of MMOs, and literally, you know, any way you want to win Ultima Online, that's how you win Ultima Online. You know, if you go back and watch some of the original ads from the late 90s of UO, uh, you know, as cheesy as they are by today's standards, they really captured something that was incredibly, uh, you know, innovative for the time, And, and, you know, it's not just a world in which you play. It's a world in which you live, where you make relationships, where you forge friendships that you know, blossom into love and become, you know, people start families as a result of. So,
3: you know, those sure.
2: are all the kind of intangibles that people still fondly remember. And, you know, when you think of UO and they think of, you know, this golden age of gaming that they have, you know, that's something we, we cherish and we always want to make people realize that, you know, we're keeping it strong. So come on back anytime you want, because it's still here.
0: Has there been any... Um talk of you know like either um overhauling the the subscription model or like you know going to um like sort of different access models so like having you know a subscription level of the game and then like a free-to-play level of the game or or even like you know um i I don't know what level of control like i mean i I don't know if if this would be even possible but things like you know moving it to to other platforms um you know like a, a mac client or something like that (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. We're always talking about things like this. It doesn't mean that it's going to come to play, but um, we always talk about different formats. We can go to different levels, different like silver level, gold level, you know, different things like this. Each one offered different um, things in the game, you know, um, different access levels. But right now we're not going to be um, doing any of that at this time.
2: Fair enough, fair enough. It's it's an incredibly large and complex question, and of course we've talked about it. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. It's just, you know, that inherently has its own pros and cons that we have to be really careful about because, you know, as you've seen other games, sometimes if you don't execute that flawlessly, it hurts not only the people that are trying to get in, but your existing users. And, you know, for us right now, you know, like Bonnie said, we're
0: in a really good spot. Cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I mean, <laughs> you know, you, you really are like it, UO. Certainly seems to be you know going strong, maybe even stronger. I think now than it had been you know, even a couple of years prior. Um, it really seems to be in a good position now. So.
1: UO is very unique, not only the game, but the the relationship that we have with our players. Um, we appreciate our players, the feedback that we get. You know, um, the interactions that we have with them. Not many games have a an event moderator team that's you know been as successful as ours. Um, go, we go into the game every two weeks and do dev meets and just answer questions for the player on certain shards. You just don't hear of this very often anymore, or at all from
0: other games? Not really. It's certainly uh, much less of a common thing. Uh, I mean, the only other, uh, the only other game I can think of right now, and even then it's not even finished, but the only other game I can think of right now where the devs are kind of regularly in and out of the, uh, the game servers interacting with the player base is, uh, funnily enough, you know, it's Shroud of the Avatar, which is, you know, Richard... Oh,
1: okay. project.
0: It's almost like, I don't know, is there some relationship between these... Two? I mean, there's no official relationship between these two projects, you know, in the sense of... But it's almost like the, you have the same persons are involved in the... or came up with the ideas here. Um, well, I mean, if you look at the team that's developing that game, I mean, obviously,
2: you know, we're all friends. I mean, we, to me personally, you know, I had the opportunity to meet Lord British and, in person and, you know, I had to kind of crush my fanboydom just a little bit, you know, <laughs> for, for somebody who grew up, you know, playing UO. And here's this guy who is the creator of something so venerable in that industry. And, you know, here you are working on something that he created. It's it's right. incredibly overwhelming.
1: Personally. <laughs> I mean, I like, I, I, I respect um, you know, Lord British, of course, and I love everything that he's done in the past. But personally, I love Star Long. He is such a great guy. He's so energetic and so creative. He's just—you can't help but smile when you're around him. You know. Um, All hail to the king! Yeah, I would, I would, I would love to work with him sometime personally.
0: Yeah, I uh, well, I mean, I um, I remember the community manager for Shroud was very excited. There were many exclamation marks and all caps used when the news broke that Star was joining the team. Oh, I bet. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's, uh, I, I I, think I understand a, a little bit about what you're saying there. Uh, I've not had the chance to meet him myself personally, but. Um, if you
1: never get the chance,
0: you should definitely go for it. Well, you know, I keep trying to get by Austin, but then it's like every time I've almost got plans perfectly lined up, something foils them. So, but one of these days, one of these days. Um, actually, on that note, uh, because, you know, it's been interesting uh, being involved in the Shroud community as well. Like I've seen a lot of people uh, from UO sort of making the, uh, making a transition between the two games i mean i disagree
1: I, with you i would not no i totally disagree they're doing a transition
0: well okay transition might have been the the poorly chosen choice a poor choice of words and that's why i kind of walked away from making you know from saying making the transition to you know a there, there's a maybe maybe even shift isn't the right word but it's almost like you know they're they're putting their feet in another pool too like i know pack is there in a big way um and of course they're also you know one of like the the uh, the steadfast ones from from Ultima Online, um, but it sounds based on what you're saying there that uh, there's nothing going on that particularly is of concern to you.
1: Not really, because we have players that are so dedicated to UO. You know, everybody's going to get tired and go see what is on the market. We do it just to see what you know our competition is, of course. Um, and I expect our players to do it too, but they always come back.
0: Well, there you go. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think Shroud and and UO like there's, I mean, the appeal of Shroud is that you know, like it seems to dovetail nicely with a lot of what UO does. So I could conceivably seeing play see players, you know, kind of just swimming in both pools. But that's neat. Um, well, that was about the end of <laughs> anything I had scribbled down in terms of show notes. Um, How next
1: about year. we um do the last? We finish this up with what we're going to be doing in the next six months.
0: Hey, you know what? That is a really great question that should have been entirely uh, obvious and wasn't. So yes, what
1: are the uh, the next few months of, uh, of plans for UO? Well, of course, um, we are kind of making it a habit of every new the first of new year of the year we do a bug push. Because no matter what, bugs need to be fixed. So we sit down for the first couple months and do nothing but bug fixes. No new content, just bug fixes. So that's how we're going to start our year.
2: We're also putting in exciting new content, though, as well, to expand on some of the stuff we put in with uh, the Time of Legends and the Valley of Iodan. Uh, For those of you who have explored the Valley of Iodan, you may have encountered some of the indigenous peoples who weren't too happy to see Britannians coming into their lush jungles to exploit all the natural resources. So we're going to be doing some interesting things with with that dynamic in the future.
1: And hopefully the players are very excited about this. We are going to put an in-game store in the game that will sell all items that were originally sold on Origin That you get uh, through a coding game. And Steve will be working on that. Oh, cool.
0: So, because, yeah, I mean, uh, and again, like my understanding of MMOs is uh, admittedly limited. You know, I'm much more a single player person, but, you know, I, I do gather that end game or, I mean, okay, to my mind, the whole thought of like, you know, end game in an MMO kind of seems counterintuitive. But you know, yeah. What what happens when players have kind of hit the peak of their progression? Uh, That's you
1: know, in Euro, there way. is no end game. It's continuous. There is so much stuff you can do, so many people to to do stuff with, so many different things to do. It, only your imagination stops you, in you owe.
0: Nice. And yeah, I mean that was the the big draw of it, right? Which was, I mean, building off of you know what uh, games like Ultima Six and Ultima Seven had done before, which is just you know, yeah, here is here is a world, and if you can see something in a the world, there's probably something you can do with it. Um, it. It's a it's a feature that I am glad to see starting to come back to games, um, you know, but it, it's also something that really it went away for the longest time. I mean, Ultima nine uh, tried valiantly to do it with a 3d engine and succeeded to, to some degree. Um, and then nobody else really picked it up um, until, you know, really just in the last couple of years, it started to become a thing again. Um, I, I'm waiting actually for, cause you know, like right now open world is big. You know, Open World is is back in the news and it's like, oh, yeah, GTA, Open World and Assassin's Creed, Open World and Open World is like the best thing ever. And I'm waiting for like Grand Theft Auto 6 to give you the ability to like run a bakery. (laughs) (laughs) And then everybody will like, laud this as like, you know, the grand new innovation in in world design. Um, And then, you know, all of us from the Ultima fandom can be just like, yeah, nice to see that
1: back. Back, it's been in ours.
0: Yeah, yeah, nice to see you've moved that over from, from this kind mean, of game that has been online for 18 20 years now. Yeah, so it's all very
2: cyclical. I remember playing uh, when the connect first came out essentially block breaker, but instead of you know using a controller, I was using my arms and legs, and then I quickly tired and realized why I like video games. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i guess there's some 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 level of that too right because you know as you have these evolutions in hardware you know it does kind of push the reset button in terms of what content gets put into the new games that come out for it but huh well so okay we've got the bug push coming up we've got the end game content store uh coming up um anything else on the on the radar for those next six months
1: Um, oh, in-game store. You, you, in-game store, oh, not in-game, in-game store. So it came across as end game store. Right? Not That's why I went there. Okay. No, it, is no. a, it is a store I within buy the game. I-N-game. <laughs> instead, of going, okay. instead of going to origin and buying your items one at a time, you're going to be able to come in-game and buy the items as many as you want at a time.
0: Okay. There we go. Thank you. Sorry, sorry for confusing that one because yeah, I, I
1: heard I kinda I I, I um, misunderstood yeah. you and I'm like is he saying end or in? No, we haven't talked about being able to buy end-game raid bosses. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> oh,
0: I can't put one in my house basement? That's disappointing. <laughs> uh, I, I can't have Exodus guarding my basement? That's uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we're putting
0: in-game in. store. There we go.
1: Yes, in game. You'll probably see some new um, monsters this coming year. The first, the first couple months is definitely going to be our hardest to get through, and then we're going to be also working on content um, quests, new quests for the new new areas. Uh, We're going to put in probably some new armor for pets, uh, new quests for the uh, lands uh, of Eidon there's a whole lot of things that we're still discussing on and still planning. So I'd rather not say this or that, if it's not true. Um, Fair enough. Spaceships. We're not putting in spaceships. Hot air balloons. Hot air balloons. We're not putting in hot air. Don't believe them. We're not doing it. So hot air balloon. Yes. Um, <laughs> that is my button. No. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um
1: <laughs> But we have a lot of things that we still have to go through, but um, a lot of plans. We've pretty much got the whole year planned out, to be honest with you. We just don't have enough details to actually speak on it yet. All right. Well,
0: that's
2: cool. A big part of what we've been trying to do over the past 18 months or so is trying to address the major systems that have needed needed some level of, of revamping. Um, we've definitely touched on things like uh, the general loop We've touched on things like um, that was a thing.
1: That's know. my email. You can close oh. that email.
2: <laughs> my body's getting emails. Sorry, um, but yeah, we've touched on things like uh, you know bringing the loot up to speed. We've revamped some of the encounters. We've we've uh, done dungeons. We've done some of the dungeons. Uh, we've also added new PvP experiences. And I think moving forward, what we want to try to do is focus more on content. You know, giving now that we've gotten those major systems out of the day, out of the way, dialed down on content and giving people something to to do, reasons to log in, new areas to explore, new stories to be a part of, new legends to tell, new friendships to form, enemies to defeat, all that good juicy ultimate rich stuff.
1: Our also goal is to make sure we don't leave anybody out. Between the crafters and the fighters and the PVPers and the... Hot air balloon the, drivers. You can expect that. <laughs> I believe they're called <laughs> anyway, um, balloonists. Anyway, we so, want to make sure we put something in for everybody. I know a lot do of that. our players... Of my balloon sales.
2: <laughs>
1: I know a lot of our players have asked for the BOD system to be redone. and We're looking at the best way to do that. So um, everything they've asked for, we're definitely looking at on trying to fix, you know, in a good way that is going to stay where we we can expand on it instead of, you know, just fix it and walk away from it. Awesome. Well, I
0: guess on that note, um, thank you. Thank you for for taking the time. Uh, uh, I'm glad we were able to sit down at least for actually for gosh, it's been about an hour now. So that's really good. Um, oh, that's good for us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're
1: usually three or four hours. So that's real <laughs> day.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I've heard, I, I've listened to three hour podcast episodes before, but um, you I know, don't want to do is, a three hour no, podcast. No, no, my experience, <laughs> an hour is about as you know. I, I've occasionally pushed seventy minutes, and that's about as far as I uh, try to go. Um, so, thank you all so much. This has been really good. Um, <laughs> thank you, you. It's been
2: an absolute pleasure.
0: So thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Thank you again to, to the UO team. This has been great. And until next week, be virtuous.